9th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the, uh, the Indians busted out the whooping stick last night, uh, put 13 runs on the, the Tigers. Uh, the offense got healthy, uh, you know, scored five runs in the first two innings, and then Jose Ramirez came in, landed the big blow on Matt, Matt Manning, uh, the Tigers starter, with a three-run home run. Jose finished with five RBIs in the game. And really, just from top to bottom, the offense looked great. And it helped Eli Morgan do his first win. Yeah, just a, a great way to bounce back off a tough road trip. You know, they, uh, they, didn't, they didn't play particularly well on the road. They lose two, you know, their main players in uh, Savali and, and uh, uh, Josh Naylor. And, uh, but to come home and uh, face a, a Detroit team that is their, uh, their, their answer to, to getting well, Joe. They, what are they, eight and three against the, the Tigers um, this season? And, uh, geez, I mean, their record over the last, since 2016 against them is, is incredible, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, looking into the future, everything's got to balance out. At some point, Detroit's going to be back up, and, you know, we're going to look back on these days and say, uh, you know, you're, hey, you remember when the Indians would, would, you know, beat the Tigers like a rug every time they played them. But, you know, for now, just take it while it's, while it's here. It's, it's, every time you see Detroit on the schedule, it's a chance for your offense to get healthy, for your, your confidence to go up. And really, I don't think anybody on that roster last night, anybody in that lineup needed a good game and a, a, to walk away feeling good about themselves more than, than rookie Ernie Clement. He was in the lineup for the second day in a row, and the, you know, they put him right back in there. Credit to Tito for doing it uh, right after sort of a, you know, a, a devastating moment where you know, he's sitting on the field next to Josh Naylor with a, a broken ankle. Yeah, just a, a big game for uh, Clement, uh, you know, the, following the collision with Naylor um, and a good moment, I think, for him and for the whole team, because obviously, you know, I think Josh was on their everybody's mind and, uh, you know, they were kind of stunned by that, that you know, the collision on Sunday at, at Target Field. And uh, you wondered uh, just how they bounced back, Joe. And uh, I know Terry Francona talked about that. Yeah, and, and he said he was worried coming into the park on on Monday about the, the team's energy level. He said that was a, a concern because you come off of that road trip, you you sort of get settled back into to the homestand, and and he, he's worried about just having that energy and, and, and playing well. You know, that was one of the things that Josh Naylor was really good at providing this team was that that fire and that passion. Uh, you could tell it was he did everything – uh, from running the bases to, you know, even, you know, running in to make catches in the outfield just with, with sort of a reckless abandon. Uh, somebody's on this roster is going to have to pick up that mantle and, and carry it uh, moving forward this year. And, you know, last night was a good first step uh, in sort of, you know, getting to where they need to be confidence-wise, emotionally, and, and just, you know, playing with that energy. Uh and, and Terry Francona was, was quick to point that out. Yeah, just a, a big win. Uh, and, you know, there are only two games out, Joe. I didn't, you know, I kind of lost track of that on the road because, you know, and, uh, but, you know, they're, they, despite, you know, what, going uh, three and five on the road, they're right there. They're, and, you know, saying so you need this road trip. I mean, they need 
a good home stand here, you know, against Detroit and Houston. They go out for three against Tampa Bay and then come home and uh, finish it, finish the, uh, you know, this stretch going into the all-star break. So it's going to be interesting to see where they are at, at when, uh, you know, the, when the break comes. Yeah. And, and we talked about how this, they're in the midst of this, uh, this stretch of 30 games in 31 days and, and how the pitching holds up will, will, will really determine it. But last night it was, it was the bats. It was the offense, the top three guys uh, in the lineup, uh, Cesar Hernandez, Ahmed Rosario, Jose Ramirez all had three hits. Uh, Ahmed Rosario looks like, you know, he's, he's on un, untouchable right now. Uh, the guy with, he had his first two at bats, just laser beams to right field. And uh, you, you've got to like what you're seeing out of him and his productivity since he moved into that number two spot in the lineup. Yeah, he's really fun to watch. He's kind of locked in. His defense has improved. Um, and he really, you know, he sets a tone. He's following the Hernandez. You know, you know Cesar has, has not had the best of seasons, but, uh, you know, he's had some power. He's, he's driven the ball. And, and when Cesar gets on base, you know, uh, Ahmad usually is, is ready to move him along. And like you said, Joe, he wears right field out. He's really got that swing down and he, and he's, and he energizes the team when he gets on base. He's so fast, you know, that if anybody, you know, puts the ball in play, he's, he's on the next base and maybe to the, to the base after that too. He's, he's fun right. to watch. He's, he's really been kind of a revelation really when you think about it. I mean, right now, who would you take Lindor or him right? You know, head to head. Uh I mean, right now in, in a game uh, starting tonight, I would take Ahmed Rosario uh, for the for the future. Who do I want on my team? It's probably going to be Lindor. But yeah, right, you know, right. I, I right now penciling in a lineup for tonight. I'm I'm taking the bat uh, that that Rosario is bringing to the plate. Uh, and really, Eli Morgan last night comes in and really is the beneficiary of this whole uh, offensive outburst. It was. Uh, just to just to recap, uh, season high in runs, season high in hits, uh, season high in doubles, and you know Jose Ramirez. I think his five RBIs uh, tied his career high uh, in the game. So uh, Eli Morgan benefits from this with his first major league win. Uh, again, goes five innings, gives up a couple of home runs, but but what rookie doesn't give up a home run to Miguel Cabrera on a changeup away? That's sort of the uh, that's sort of the Miguel Cabrera 493 home run formula is wait for a rookie pitcher out there to throw <laughs> you a change up away and just beat it over the right field fence. Yeah, you he's uh, <laughs> Eli's got to be happy. He should he's going down in history. So on on uh, Miguel's uh, on on Miggy's uh, countdown to 500. So you know Eli is going to be remembered for something. He's got to be you know I'm sure he's not happy about giving the home run up, but. You know that's that's pretty good company right there. So and and uh, Cabrera's done that to a lot of Indians pitchers in his career. I know he's not the hitter he wa- he once was, but you know he's got a uh, he's got a long long record against against the Indians. Very good record, and he's hit some home. I remember he in one series he hit like in what uh, you know I think one season he hit about 500 against uh, Corey Kluber, and I asked Kluber how do you get him out. And he goes, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> so if Eli you find Morgan, out, tell me. <laughs> yeah. So, so Eli Morgan is in pretty good company. And like Bob, Bob Feller used to say, uh, Joe, it's not, 
it's not how you pitch, it's when you pitch. So as a rookie, you you got to take him when you get him, right? Because he's he pitched so well in his last start against the Cubs, and and you know ended up losing that game. And uh, so this this is a you know this is you know the offense really kind of it can make or break a, a starting pitcher. Yeah, and this really helps out the the Indians in terms of setting up their rotation at least through the end of the week now because Logan Allen, who was up and had thrown a, a bullpen session and was sort of in the bullpen uh, available to come in in relief if, if something had happened to Morgan early in the game. Um, they didn't have to use him last night, so now they can pitch him. Logan Allen likely to start Thursday's game uh, for the Indians, and, and that sort of helps you know, get things straightened around for the rotation. Yeah, and it, and it's an opportunity for Logan. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we've said this so many times. Had a great spring. Uh, you know, made five starts in April. Uh, they did not go well, and uh, he got sent down. Uh, so he's back. You know, he's got he's got a shot here. He kind of got rained out of uh, Sunday start against the Twins. So now he's going to get a shot. Hopefully, uh, you know, Thursday against the uh, Astros and. Uh, Hopefully he can he can make some positive steps because you know the opportunity to stay in that rotation is there you know not just to, you knock on the door and if the door opens hopefully you know you step through it with a good start right. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext. Get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on Cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. Uh, another guy with an opportunity as uh, roster moves were made prior to the game last night. Uh, Oscar Mercado comes up and uh, becomes the fourth outfielder as Josh Naylor goes on the 10-day injured list. Uh, also, Kyle Nelson was optioned down to AAA in order to make room on the roster for Logan Allen. So 
Uh, a lot of stuff that made sense. One move that we didn't see that we were maybe sort of expecting uh, was Framil Reyes. Is he ready to come off the 10-day injured list with his uh, strained oblique muscle? Uh, be, Terry Francona telling us before the game yesterday that, that Reyes is going to play in Akron, going to play, uh, I believe, two or three games back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and then possibly be ready to come off the injured list on Saturday, they just didn't want to rush him. Uh, they, they had a specific set number of at-bats or innings in mind in terms of rehabbing him, and they didn't want to sort of cheat that by, by calling him up too soon. Yeah, you've got to be really, really careful with those, uh, you know, the oblique and the abdominal injuries. Because if you, you know, if you push too soon and, and uh, you know, you can really set a guy back. And uh, Francona... I think has the, the really good attitude about or a good philosophy about those kind of injuries. He said, just because a, you have a need, it doesn't mean you're going to push a player or put him in a, uh, a danger, a position where he could, you know, hurt himself even more. You've got to, you know, you've got to trust in the people that are on the, that are active right now and give, uh, you know, give the player every chance he can to get healthy and, and be productive again. But it, you can't rush him back, and uh, especially with those kind of injuries. Right. I, I, it's funny that you mentioned Terry Francona's approach to that. His approach is always we have to be fair to the player. It's not fair to a guy to put him in this position and ask him to do more than what he's capable of doing. And and if Franmil's not ready, he's not ready. Now, I got to the park yesterday and watched Franmil and um, Roberto Perez taking early batting practice at about 3 o'clock. And Framil put a ball about eight rows from the top of the bleachers. And you could tell it. He, he, he had a couple of swings where he was trying to hit the, the scoreboard. And the first thought in my mind was, this guy's going to, you know, injure his oblique again over swinging, yeah. something like that. But, you know, that's just Framil. Framil can hit the ball that far. And he looked pretty healthy to me. But, again, I'm, I'm not a trainer. I'm not an expert. He needs to – uh, you know, listen to the guys who are experts and, and say, hey, if this is the number of, you know, at-bats and number of workouts that you need before we activate you, then then he's going to do that. Uh, might want to go and get a ticket for uh, the next uh, two or three nights down at uh, Canal Park with the Rubber Ducks. You're going to have Zach Plesak on a, on a rehab start. You're going to have Roberto Perez behind the plate and, and Framil Reyes as your DH. Yeah, that's not bad for a double-A prices. You know, so I, I, they, they should put some uh, fannies in the seats uh, for that one. That'll, that'll be fun for the rubber ducks. I think like tickets are like 13 bucks down there. I, I, I would go I, for 13 bucks and you get to sit closer than you ever could at Progressive Field. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I would say jump on that. They, they got some- yeah, and you know, all those double A guys are going to be are going to be happy because uh, when when big leaguers go down there, they usually, uh, you know, they uh, put they uh, buy the post game spread. So. Hopefully uh, they, those guys treat those uh, the double their double A teammates, uh, future teammates well. Well, that's uh, I, I think the only one making more than the the uh, major league minimum right now would be Perez with his uh, his five million dollar contract extension or his contract option from the, the offseason. So uh, Roberto's by it's it's uh, you know post game uh, feast on Roberto maybe in the uh, in the Rubber Ducks uh, clubhouse. Uh, so yeah, we've we've got what uh, Mejia going tonight? Yes, yeah, yeah. Mejia's going Indians. tonight. Or 
Yeah, yeah, Mejia then Quantrill. Yeah. Mejia then Quantrill, and then uh, and then Logan Allen. Uh, that's how the rotation sets up. A uh, really uh, a, another big opportunity for Mejia after coming off, uh, you know, uh, a, a pretty solid start his last outing. Yeah, and uh, you know he he uh, he pitched well against uh, the Twins, um, and uh, you know he's still having a little problem in that first inning, you know, but uh, you know he got. Uh, I think, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, him and uh, um, Austin Hedges, the catchers, are on the same page right from the start because it seems like, you know, the last couple of his starts against uh, Pittsburgh and his start against, uh, um, start against uh, the Twins, uh, two, two di- yeah, two different star- catchers. I think uh, uh, you know, uh, Rene uh, Rivera was catching in Pittsburgh and then, and then uh, Hedges, Hedges was was had him in uh, in Minnesota, but you know they he shakes a lot. He shakes off a lot, and uh, you saw against the Twins, he had two balks in the first two innings, threw a wild pitch that scored a run. Uh, you know, walked a couple guys, gave up a couple hits, and then when once they got past that 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 second inning, they got in the same page, and he sailed. You know, for I think six innings you know, gave him a, a quality start. So, you know, I, I guess that's just the learning process that all, all young pitchers go through and, but you got to trust those pitchers. You got to trust your catcher and hopefully uh, they get on the same page earlier than they did against the twins. And, and really uh, Tito said wanting to have conviction in the pitch that's called that you're, that you're going to throw is, is what he, he, he sort of wants to see out of them. Uh, as long as they arrive at that, you know, shaking is going to happen, but uh, yeah, I, I could see, you know, Austin Hedges is one of those guys who, who wants to get his pitchers through, through their innings. I, I as long as they talk beforehand, I, I think uh, Mejia will be all right tonight, especially against a, a Detroit lineup that, you know, Eli Morgan had four strikeouts and didn't walk a batter last night. So, you know, it was pretty nice outing for, for them. A lot of opportunities here. I think, all the uh, all the young guys, all the young starters, Quantrill included, you know, kind of lineup. Can't wait for this series uh, with a an opportunity to to pitch to Detroit. All right. Well, uh, the series continues tonight, and we will be uh, back here with another Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast uh, tomorrow. Hoinsey, good to talk to you, and and we'll see you then. All right, Joe.